admitting that. And of course, there are a lot of spokes. And uh, the advantage we would have in such a debate is that Madisonians go down that spoke a lot more than New Yorkers have the chance to go out all the spokes. So we know a lot more about New York than he does about Madison. And I'm comfortable with that. Uh, <laughs> this will be no problem. Okay, I've been asked to call Mr. Hertzberg Rick, and I'm going to do that. Don't think I'm social climbing when I do that. Uh, we talked about titles. Uh, this is not a titles town, as you all know, so I'm not going to be called doctor. If we, you may not know that Madison is the city in America that whose uh, the highest percentage of its labor force of people with advanced degrees. And so, if we did call everyone doctor who had one, many of the taxi drivers uh, would be included. Uh, so, so we don't do that. You should call me Don, and I'm going to call you uh, uh, Rick. All right, this is supposed to be a, uh, a political conversation, and uh, Mr. Hertzberg is who you came to hear. I have no problems with that. He knows a lot more about politics uh, than I do. Uh, and so maybe we'll start with the question of uh, why did the Democrats lose? What's your view on that? <clears throat> um, well, I don't know, but can I, let me say something else as we start. Uh, can everyone hear me, first of all? So is this thing working or it's not? On the tie. On the tie. On the tie. Yeah. Now, can everyone hear me? Now. Maybe I should just do this this thing over here. Oh, this is more the same. Okay. There we go. Um, Actually, I do know a little bit about Madison. In fact, uh, in fact, Robert M. La Follette and the University of Wisconsin were part of my, uh, the religion of my family growing up. My father, in, in 1924, my father, who was 14 years old and was a militant of the Socialist Party, um, and that year the Socialist Party endorsed La Follette's candidate instead of running its own. So he was a street corner campaigner in the Bronx for Robert M. La Follette. And um, I think largely as a result of that, uh, of that experience, three years later in 1927, he came here to Madison to be part of the first freshman class of something called the Experimental College. I don't know if you've heard of that. But it was, um, it was started in 1927 by Alexander Mickeljohn, uh, former president of Amherst. A, a wonderful two-year program. First year, everybody studied ancient Greece and kind of immersed themselves in ancient Greece. Second year, the, the modern American city. And uh, after, it was a two-year program. And after that, my father left, never finished college. It was the Depression, and he went to work. But it was always a golden, golden moment, um, time for him. And many years later, my sister came here to, as a student at, uh, in the Integrated Liberal Studies program, which was kind of a descendant of the Experimental College. So I feel like I, I feel very much home here. And uh, I've never been to Madison before. I've always wanted to come. And I'm really, really, really happy, happy to be here. Very good. And of course, we read The Progressive when I was a kid and still do, and Fighting Bob. Um, 
But that doesn't really clear up why uh, Kerry lost the election, does it? Yes. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think there was one reason and one reason only, and that was terrorism, 9-11. That's what explains the election. And uh, there are plenty of other things that, that, that happened. The, 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 the grotesque uh, attacks on on Kerry and, and, and Kerry's failure to respond quickly and, and harshly to those attacks on him. There are lots and lots of, of ancillary reasons, but the decisive reason was, I think, that people, enough people, um, were persuaded somehow that they would be safer from terrorism with Bush in the White House. And so if the, if the Democrats, if Kerry made any, I think Kerry was somewhat aware of this, and that's why he stressed his naval experience and his military experience, but it wasn't really about him personally. It was about, uh, it was about a, a, a determination to come to grips with and fight uh, Islamic fundamentalist terrorism. Remember, the Republican Convention was consisted of attacks on the Democrats and the terrorists. Uh, the Democrats too often sounded like they were saying, to be sure, we must fight the terrorists, but we must, what we must really do is look to our alliances. Well, alliances are just a means uh, in, this, in this fight, and I think, I think that's why uh, Bush won. Uh, the Democrats made another uh, mistake, I think, in assuming that, it, that because most people agreed with them, most people agreed with Kerry about the economy, about education, about the environment, that if somehow they could change the subject to the economy, education, the environment, that that would win the election. But that was a mistake because people already knew that they agreed with Kerry on these topics and they were going to vote for Bush anyway. So simply to remind them to say over and over again, but you agree with me on the economy, but you agree with me on the environment, was beside the point. Um, so that's why I think uh, the election turned out as it did. And that, in a way, is a, that is a hopeful analysis, uh, in a way, because it suggests that uh, conservatism... That, that the kind of conservatism that, uh, that now rules the Republican Party does not command a meaningful uh, political majority. In fact, I don't think it commands a political majority of any kind. And, um, and perhaps, we're seeing, we're, perhaps we're seeing that now with, uh, the, with the administration's overreaching uh, on Social Security. So if you look forward to the congressional elections, you would say that uh, there can be a reversion more to a two-party system than a one-party system that we seem to have now. That would be consistent with what you've just said? It would be, but unfortunately, well, I expect that, that, that at some point in the next two, four, six, eight years, the Senate will revert to democratic control. But I don't really, I don't expect to see the House democratic again for a generation. And that is not because, uh, that, then that's because of gerrymandering, 
right now, if you take the if you take the 2000 election as a uh, as a tie, and it was it was essentially right. a national tie. Sure. Uh, and it's in the presidential vote that people express their real political preference because it, that's unaffected by, particularly in 2000 when it was, a, an, when it was an open seat and, and uh, there was no incumbent running. Uh, and unlike the, unlike the House elections and Senate elections, it, it's not about delivering services to the local you know, good old congressman thing. He may be an idiot, but at least he got us a post office, that kind of stuff. Um, if you take that vote and map it on the congressional districts, you get a 40-seat Republican majority. <clears throat> so in other words, the, because of gerrymandering there, a, a tie vote means a 40-seat Republican majority, and that means that right now the Democrats have more seats than they ought to have. And as the older Democrats uh, leave the House and retire, because it's not as much fun to be a congressman and, and when you're in the minority and you seem to be stuck there, uh, those seats will probably, on the whole, go Republican. So we'd need a really big Democratic landslide to uh, to recapture control of the House. Now the Senate's gerrymandered in the Constitution, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is. And if you and and uh, um, <clears throat> and the Senate, yeah, the Senate is a profoundly undemocratic institution, and it's worse. It's gotten worse since the framers came up with that dirty deal that created the Senate in the first place. I mean, the Senate, the Senate is part of, uh, um, it's partly a legacy of slavery, and it's partly a legacy of um, cussedness on the part of Rhode Island.